and welcome to episode 41 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. I'm that little voice inside your head that tells you to get another donut when you know you're full. Uh, let's start the theme song and get the show done properly because we have a lot of stuff to get to. Here we go. So it is Sunday evening. How has everybody's week been? Um, mine's been pretty good. Um, so the last episode I had put out right before we had gone to Walker Stalker Con. And I got to say, it was a ton of fun. Um, it made me a little sad because I, I'm I'm antsy for, for con season. And um, I wish there was more stuff going on in uh, in my area that I would be interested in. But uh, there's not really much. So this, this was really cool. We went on the last day. Um... <clears throat> What what was really cool is uh, I mean I we almost didn't go I almost didn't buy tickets I was like nah it sounds cool but it's it's whatever I found out that uh, Mike Zapsick and Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men were going to be there and that was actually the deciding factor when I said okay I have to get tickets I want to meet these guys I want to say hi I want to say how much uh, the Smodcast and Smodco Empire has an effect on me and um, how much I love Comic Book Men so I went in to go meet them and uh, we actually had a, a blast it was a lot of fun uh, just just the wife and I we we sent the kids off. Which is nice because we actually haven't had any time together in a long time, and uh, it, it makes you realize, man, like when you have kids and stuff, you gotta hold on to that um, that uh, spark, I guess, because uh, over time it starts to die out. And right now, um, as, as much as I, I love the woman, we're kind of we're kind of not really close right now, and it, it's sad, and it, it's uh, kind of a burden to me that I'm just like heartbroken over it, you know, because uh, I want to be close and I want to. I want to regain that magic that we had, but it's so exhausting with the kids and everything. It's just they take up so much of my attention and my time that, uh, I mean, it's to the point I can't even ask how her day is um, because, you know, I I love my son, but he's got to steal the spotlight. And, you know, it's kind of hard. I just want some some alone time. And that's what we had. It was it was cool. Just the two of us went up there and kind of reconnected for the day and it was wonderful. But anyway, I got to meet Mike and Ming. Um, We talked with them for a while. Just just talking like like we're, we're old friends it was really cool and, and comfortable to just go up and say hey guys how you been um you know i listened to their podcast the mike and ming show the i sell comics um all the all the stuff on on smodco network i i listened to but um went and told them about that they were really appreciative and and everything and uh yeah we got in this huge conversation about the illuminati and uh and all this stuff going on at dia and it was really cool because they had brought it up on their show and so i brought it up to them saying hey you know i, I listened to you guys here's my take on that and they, they found that entertaining and no we had a good time good conversation between the two of us or three of us four of us and uh took some pictures with each other and it was cool because uh i sent it to them over over twitter and uh they actually reposted it on their page, and I was like, "That's so cool!" They they took the time out to to say hello, and they remembered me and my wife, and that was really neat. Um, saw Michael Rooker, that was cool. Um, I was about a foot away from him, but I didn't have the money to go say hi, so I just kind of peeked at him and waved to him from behind the curtain. So that was cool. Um, I saw Robert England from a distance, which was pretty cool in itself. I mean, I didn't get to meet him, but I saw him, and I was like, oh, man, I should sneak a picture or something. I had Nightmare on Elm Street with me, and I was like, maybe I should get him a sign, but he wanted almost 100 bucks for an autograph. I was like, I, I don't have that kind of money, so didn't do that. Uh, met Zach Galligan from um, 
Gremlins, which was really cool. He played Billy. Um, nice guy. Charming dude. I was like, here. Gave him money. said, let me take your picture. Of course, he grabs my wife and calls her darling. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Classy dude. He made her day. She blushed. And that was cool. Um, let's see. Uh, we got to hang out and, and take pictures with Josh McDermott, who plays Eugene on The Walking Dead. Um, we got to see some panels, uh, some interviews with the cast members and writers of Walking Dead. And I didn't find out where, but um, it turned out uh, they were doing a whole viewing party with the cast. And I wanted to be a part of that, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, did get to check out the finale of Walking Dead. It was crazy. It was amazing. I'm not going to spoil it. But um, uh, if, if you want to know what happened, go watch it and read the comic book because it's it's page for page to the book and it's really cool um the details are 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 awesome so like i said man we spent all day up there it was a lot of fun um i said it, it's getting me all pumped up for for comic con season and that's going to be good we got my my son's outfit and my wife's outfit uh we just needed uh mine and my daughter's so that's going to be good there um updates what else i did get to see batman v superman um <laughs> here's here's a review um and I'll, I'll try to do it without spoilers um because you know i went into it i, I didn't want to look at any reviews i didn't want to look at any trailers i wanted to go in blind i wanted to fresh clean slate i wanted to love this movie i wanted to you know the hype has been spectacular over the last year or so and it's just getting more and more hyped up and i'm like well i can't wait to go see this you know i'm a huge batman fan huge comic book fan as you guys know and this is the first time we're going to see batman and superman on screen together and they're fighting this is going to be great and it's straight from the dark knight returns pages uh you know batman's got the short ears and everything like the frank miller version and everything the suit was awesome and uh yeah <laughs> Uh, need I say more? Um, I I hate to say that I was I was a little disappointed in the movie, and that sucks because visually it was very exciting. It was really cool, but um, it it dragged on really long. It was almost three hours, and the thing is, it felt like three hours. When a movie feels like three hours, that's bad. That that's a that's a dragging point. Like um, when we went and saw King Kong a few years back, that was three hours. And to me, it didn't feel like it. It, it flew by. This was a cool movie. Um, but this one, and I love every every Batman movie, every Superman movie. Uh, I love Man of Steel. You know, Zack Snyder, I thought, did a good job at that. And, um, you know, they explain a lot. You know, I, I understand why Batman's upset. And it, even in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is great. Uh, ben Affleck did it right. He was a great Batman. And uh, I don't know. It's just it was really dark, I guess. You know how, you know, Superman's kind of the light, the the light end of the Batman's dark and brooding. He's he's dark. He's he's angry. He's uh, he's relatable. But uh, Superman's the sunny side of that. He's the opposite. He's the he's the golden boy. He's he's the uh, the keeper of the law and stuff. And uh, that's why him and 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 Batman battle in the comics. But uh, this one, Superman was as dark and brooding, if not more, than Batman himself. And that's that's different. It's a very it's a very dark film. And I wanted to come out feeling amazing, like I did for Dark Knight and. Uh, I didn't. I was. It took me a while to process it, and I said, "Yeah, I like it. it." It had elements in it that I liked. It was okay, 
Um, Wonder Woman was cool. Um, the the quick view of the Flash and Aquaman were pretty sweet. Um, Lex Luthor, um, okay, he was a little little bit silly and goofy, but I liked him. I thought he did a great job. Um, like I said, the visuals are good, but there's something about the movie that I just I I didn't like, and it it's sad because uh, it's almost like you know when you uh, I feel bad saying it is the thing because I'm such a huge comic fan and I'm, I love all the movies and stuff, and it's hard for me to find movies like that that I don't like. I didn't I didn't care for the first Hulk or or you know Thor. I think out of all the Marvel movies, I think was the weakest one, but um um <clears throat> this one it's almost like you're supposed to love it, and uh, you know. If you if you you're on Christmas and you get a knitted sweater from your great aunt and you love it, but you if you tell her God what is this and you you don't like it you know it's kind of that guilt feeling that I'm feeling about not liking this movie but I really I really didn't care for it and um, it's not one I really want to see again I'll probably buy it when it comes out just so I can have it to the Batman collection because I've got every Batman video known to man but. I don't know. I I need some more time to process this one. So um, there's that. Uh, that that's my week so far. Um, how about I play you guys a song before we get into our top five? That I think that sounds about good. Here we go.
There you go. And I know I did that one a while back as an 8-bit version, but I was like, ah, I'm going to do the acoustic too and, and uh, do that because I still love that song. It's, it's always one of my favorites. So anyway, um, this one, uh, we're going to do a cool top five here. Um, something's been weighing on my mind a while, and uh, it's it's sort of a weird thing how uh, when I was younger, I used to tell everyone, yeah, music's my life. Music's my life. And, I, you know, we used to watch that show Room Raiders on, on MTV, a horrible show where, you know, these dumb teens go into each other's bedrooms and look for controversial things to see if they're dateable or whatever. Kind of stupid. But I always said to myself and I, and I always said, you know, to my wife at the time, we'd make fun of the show and I'd say, you know what, they're, they're doing it all wrong. You know, what you got to do is you got to check the music collection. Because if their music collection sucks, you know they're not compatible with each other. And uh, music has always been a big part of my life. And uh, I've been a I've been a musician since 1999, um, and forward, playing the guitar and, and and everything else. But um, I don't know. Music's always been a big part of my life. And in more recent times, um, I find that the older I get. I'm not as attached to music as I once was. And it made me think about things like, you know, how every generation says, God, music gets worse and worse as time goes by. Now, while I think that's true, a lot of the bands today and groups suck and they don't play their own instruments. They don't write their own songs. It's just um, uh, pop filler, I guess, uh, something to to put in the background and and with everything in this the digital age and, and instant gratification nobody takes time to appreciate albums anymore um like you know you, you go to itunes or you get on on youtube or you go online and you, you download the single oh i just want this one song i don't care about the rest of the album and back in the day it used to be you know exciting we used to sit outside the record store and wait for them to open so we could rush in and get the new copy of whatever it was that we were were getting at the time and i remember the anticipation of getting that album you know calling the stores do you have it do you have it do you have it can you hold it for me please and uh you go in and you get it and you're looking at the album artwork and the cover and you want to open it and you you read through the booklet and all the, the, the special notes and the lyrics and the, the thank yous and everything like that. And then you get home and you pop it in the, the CD player or the record player, whatever format you have, and you sit there and you, you tell everyone, you know what? This album, it's it's about an hour long. Everyone leave me alone for an hour. I'm going to make an experience of this. Same as going to the movies used to be. Um, <clears throat> but this one, it's like... You used to go and and sit and just enjoy it and and listen and you you heard stuff and it was an experience. Listening to music used to be an experience and it wasn't such a throwaway thing like it is today. And um, there were bands that were that are influential um, to me as I grew up. Like Kiss, they're my all-time favorite band, and I grew up with them, and I listened to every album. And when I got my guitar and I started playing guitar, uh, that was one of the things I did. Every time I got a new Kiss album, I would learn it front to back. I would not put, I would not take the album out of the uh, of the uh, stereo until I learned every song on guitar. I knew every word, every every everything about that song, and I could break down the instruments in my mind. I could hear 
just the bass line. I could single it out. I could hear just the drums and I would learn it. I would learn all of it because it was an experience to me. And the older I get, I'm finding that you don't have that experience anymore. Um, a lot of kids today won't realize that. Um, my son loves uh, playing vinyl albums. One of his favorite is Journey's Escape album. And um, every time he sees that, he's like, I, I put on Don't Stop Believing," and he, he just sits there and he looks at me and he goes, Daddy, this is beautiful. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is cool. Um, but then I thought to myself, is the music of today so horrible or is it as we get older, we just don't appreciate it like we used to? Um, you know, are there bands of today that can give me that same wow factor that I had as a kid? And does age have something to do with that? Um, and my wife was like, well, what about this album and this album? And I said, yeah, but the thing is, even though that's a new album, it's the same band that I've been listening to for years. Is there any new bands or groups out there from today that are just starting that no one's heard of that are that are out there that can have such an impact on you as it did during your youth and i'm finding it hard to be wowed and i'm i'm not saying that music is all dead and gone there are still some um acts out there that are good um even new ones but not really uh having that wow factor so i thought today um, you know, the, the old statement, rock is dead. And it's really not. You just have to kind of know where to look for it. And uh, it is getting harder and harder to find. So you got to go to these different sources. Um, I listen to the Decibel Geek podcast um, a lot. And what they do, they have this episode that they, they put out every now and then called Radio Sucks. And it's basically all these bands that should be heard that the radio won't play and I, I discover a lot of those they also have a lot of recommends and fresh blood episodes which are new bands that they focus on and um stuff like that they, they play a lot of music and they, they show a lot of things that that you haven't heard that you should hear and um that's a that's a really good source podcasting that that's a good source um i'm gonna give you f 10 today 10 albums that i've been listening to that have kind of kind of given me that little bit of that wow spark um, that I used to have when I was little, or not little, but younger, teenage days, early adult, um, early 20s even, um, that I haven't experienced in a long time. Um, and uh, they're, they're different uh, genres of stuff. I'm going to give you a little bit, of, little bit of variety here for you to listen to. Uh, now, on these podcasts and stuff, they actually play some of the songs from the albums, and I don't know, like, legalities and stuff like that, so I'm not going to play their songs, but I will recommend you to the album, and I'll give you some titles of some songs so you can go check them out, and hopefully pick up the albums and, and experience it, and make it an experience. Sit there, listen to the album, and and take it all in for what it is. Um, so, number one on the list, and these aren't in any particular order, but this is just kind of what I've been listening to on my iPod a lot um, at work. This kind of kind of clears my head. And this is a band called The Hush Sound, uh, number one. Uh, they were formed in 2004 in Chicago. So, you know, it's not really newer, but it's it's still new-ish to me. And uh, I've been listening to them a lot. Um, I, the one I'm recommending is their 2006 album. It's their second album called Like Vines. Um, they're an indie pop band. And um, there's lots of piano in it, kind of upbeat, um, 
songs they got songs like sweet tangerine and lighthouse they're just beautiful um lighthouse actually reminds me of isley and isley's been one of my favorite bands since they formed they've been around since 97 but um yeah love sherry chantelle and stacy they are absolutely gorgeous and i i think i i always uh i always joke around and say you know they say uh, all the the sirens of the day who used to coerce the sailors and all that stuff that you know those old mythical siren creatures i said this is what they sound like obviously because this is just beautiful and i would go towards that sound because i love isley but um anyway the hush sound they kind of remind me of them um a little bit but check them out they're they're good uh number two on the list way different side of the spectrum is called uh uncle acid and the deadbeats and i know i talked about them on the love it hate it section a while back um the album's called the night creeper uh they're an english rock band that formed in 2009 out of cambridge and um but they're it, it's cool they're like a metal act in, in a way they're heavily influenced by late 60s uh newer heavy metal sound and they're like a cross between uh alice cooper black sabbath the stooges and the beatles all into one and i uh i always joked around saying you know if uh if the beatles were uh john paul george ringo and ozzy you'd get uh uncle acid and the dead peats and the cool thing about them um they they've got a they've got a single out called melody lane it's kind of like a, a song about jack the ripper almost and the video's cool um the, the crazy thing is they do sound vintage because they don't use any equipment made past 1973. So they want to capture that vintage sound. All their equipment and recording gear is from that era. So that, that kind of makes it legit, and that's really cool. Um, I've been listening to them a lot. They're different, and uh, different's good. So um, it's not the same generic pop stuff that you're you're hearing every day. Um, the next one I'm listening to is called Radiation City. Um, syn- I don't know how to pronounce the album. It's Synesthetica, I think. Um, it it's a great it's a great album on vinyl to listen to. They're an, they're an indie band out of Portland, um, f- formed in 2010, I think. Um, but the this album Synesthetica, it's really good. Um, it's it's kind of one of those uh those calming albums that you know you're having a rough time or you're stressed out or you need to get out of your head. You put that on and just just let it flow. Listen to that album. It's, it's really good. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say about that one. Just, just listen to it. So, um, number four on the list is an older group. Um, you know, they've been around since the, uh, the late eighties. Uh, they still tour every now and then I'm talking about slaughter. Um, and everyone's like, Oh, hair metal, blah, blah, blah. This isn't really hair metal. And, um, I think they kind of got grouped into that and, uh, not, not really a hair metal band. The album I'm talking about is fear no evil it's very there's some great guitar work in there it's very musically oriented it's not just poppy you know uh, uh warrant cherry pie you know it's um there's a song called live like there's no tomorrow um it'll be all right break down and cry um out of my head which you gotta listen to that one that's a great song i, I don't know if that was the single but it should have been um and this one, it's called Divine Order off the album. It's very, it sounds very Led Zeppelin-ish. So um, get a feel for that, you know, under the name Slaughter. Like, listen to that album. It's it's great, and I think it still holds up today. Um, I've been listening to that back-to-back with Warrant, uh, number five, Dog Eat Dog. I know I made a joke about Cherry Pie. They got grouped in on Fairly 2 with that record. They were, they were so talented and so uh complex that uh 
I don't know, cherry pie kind of kind of drove them away from that, and it kind of kind of overshadowed what they really were as a band and what they could have been. Uh, this album came out in '92, and uh, it could have been huge, but it was right around the time Nevermind happened and the death of the the hair metal bands. But so so this wasn't promoted very well, and it it wasn't really given a chance by by critics and and everybody. So this is kind of a forgotten album, uh, but some of the songs really hold up. Like I said, it came out in '92, and uh, there's a song on there called April 2031, and I've been listening to that one a lot. Relevant today because basically it's about man destroying the world and how this future generation is not going to have any air to breathe and there's so much pollution and, and radiation that uh, you know we're not going to be able to live outside of domes and and aluminum foil blankets. It's a really creepy song, but um, it sounds like it could have been written today um, with the way that the world is and everything. There's another one on that album called Andy Warhol Was Right. Uh, like I said, keep in mind, 1992, this song is about a kid who wants to be famous on the news, so he shoots up his school. It, you know, th- there's a lot of sensitive subject matter on that album, and it's really dark, but it's still relevant today, and it's it's a very underrated album. So Warrant, Dog Eat Dog, number five. Um, check that one out. The Bitter Pill, uh, Quicksand. Quicksand was cool because it, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of one of the songs that I used to write you know, in the style of when I used to write when I started playing guitar in late 90s. But um, yeah, pick that one up, man. It's a great album. Whether you're a fan of, of Warrant or not, you know, I even, my mom is a huge Warrant fan and I showed her this album on Easter. I said, you gotta hear this. Didn't tell her what it was or anything. She goes, I like this. What is it? She had no idea. It was it was Warrant. And midway through, she goes, wait a minute, that sounds like, that sounds like Janie Lane. I go, it is. She's like, oh my God, this is incredible. I never heard this one. Go pick it up. I mean, whether you're a, you're a fan of the band or not, I think you will be after this album. It is incredible. Uh, I've been also been listening to that back to back with another um, um, '80s band, I guess, called Ugly Kid Joe. Um, and if you know them, they've been around since '87. They made their they got their their big start with covering "Cats in the Cradle." Um, they did a song called "Everything About You," which was featured in Wayne's World. Um, Busy Bee's always been one of my favorites, but uh, they put out an album in 2015 called "Uglier Than They Used to Be." Um, it it's a heavier album. It's it's more along the lines of heavy rock. It fits today's uh, music scene. It's really good. Uh, you're not going to hear it on the radio, and I'm I'm sad that they never tour America. Um, I think they're from America, but uh, they they don't tour here, and I, I don't understand why. Um, there's some songs on there called uh, "Let the Record Play." Uh, they did a cover of Motorhead's Ace of Spades, which was amazing. And uh, my favorite is called She's Already Gone, um, I think was the single. And listen to that one. Um, it, it's another it's another band I think I could turn you on to with that. It's If you like heavy rock with uh, with melody, listen to Ugly Kid Joe. I love all their stuff, but uh, this new album was like, it's a breath of fresh air. Um, number seven on the list. I'm going to do a top ten here. Number seven on the list is a band that I grew up with in high school called Finch. And, um, you know, What It Is to Burn came out. And I I loved that record. I grew up with that record. And it's it still sticks with me today, and it has an impact on me today. But they, you know, they put on a hiatus, and they've come and gone. They came back together and put out an album in 2014 called Back to Oblivion. And the cool thing about this album... Uh, and this band, you know, they were among many bands that were on drive through records back in the day. And I, I remember we had tried, 
getting onto drive through um, back in the day and, you know, all that stuff. It didn't work. But a lot of those bands either fell apart or they grew up. And uh, this one is cool because it feels like I got to grow with them. You know, hearing this album that they put out, Back to Oblivion, is like, wow, I related to them back in high school. They put out this new album and I can still relate to it. And it's still great. And not a lot of bands can do that for me. But um, Finch does. And they do it well. And, uh, I mean, they, they put out an acoustic album, which uh, has a lot of songs from this album and their first one and stuff like that. It's really good start to finish. But this one, uh, you can listen to songs Back to Oblivion, Anywhere But Here, uh, Murder Me, uh, Picasso Trigger, Play Dead, New Wave. Play Dead is a cool video. Um, it's got a great drum beat to it. Everything about it is just just a great record. And that's kind of where we're drawing the line of like, can bands still wow you? And she says, yeah, well, what about the Finch record? And I said, well, I've been listening to them for years. They're not a new band to me. But um, that goes on to number eight as well. Um, Andrew McMahon, Into the Wilderness, uh, 2014. Andrew McMahon, as some of you guys know, was in a, a punk rock band called Something Corporate uh, back in the late 90s, 98. Um, and, you know, they put out that album leaving through the window in 2002 it was her first full length and i remember you know it had songs like hurricane punk rock princess straw dog woke up in a car it's a great record and uh to me that is what van's warp tour is all about man because the first van's warp tour i went through or went to um back in 2002 um was i i got to see something corporate and uh Cool this little side story. Um, Andrew McMahon, he uh, he always jumps and dances on his piano, and uh, he sprained his ankle at that show. And uh, I got him ice, and him and the rest of the band members signed the album for me and gave it to me for free. So I was like, "That's cool, man." Um, so I grew up listening to something corporate, and a lot of their songs, I was like, "Man, this song was written as if I wrote it." You know, I could relate to to basically everything they they write. Um, North, especially their their follow up album. Uh, 2003 with as you sleep space down only ashes me and the moon ruthless 21 and invincible and so on the album's perfect start to finish and i recently went back to it and started listening to it and i'm like okay i, I still like it i still dig it it's not as much of an impact as it used to be but it's still great and i still love it and I, i'm still appreciative of it and uh i don't know man uh it, it, they're one of those bands. They were also on drive through And uh, when Andrew McMahon split and he did Jack's Mannequin, it was a change. And I, and I loved the first album, but I couldn't relate to it. It was different. And uh, I kind of I kind of fell off the uh, off the fandom with that when he put out a second Jack's Mannequin record. And I was like, nah, I'm just I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm kind of we're kind of growing in different different directions here. Um, but he put out this album called Into the Wilderness and uh it, it's a lot it's another relatable album and i came back to that and it's like cool we grew together and i i still relate to this album because a lot of it is about um his life and how he's how he's changed and everything and uh there's a song um there's two songs especially cecilia and the satellite which you will hear on the radio and rainy girl and then see her on the weekend it, it's all about his his daughter and and uh i thought well how cool is that I have a daughter. And uh, so, you know, you start thinking about uh, things like that and listen to the words and you go, man, I, I relate to this. I, I love this little girl with all my heart. And uh, 
And uh, that's what what's, what the album is. It's him growing up, taking direction in life, and then uh, meeting his his daughter for the first time. And I think that's that's a really relatable record. And it's it's uh, it's a good one to to have. And I always play that one in my my playlist now. Um, the other one, this is a this is a different one here. Um, number nine is Paramore um, with their self titled album that they came out with in 2013. Now. Paramore's been around since 2004. They were on that, uh, I think, Field by Ramen label. And to be honest, I was never a fan. I did not like Paramore. I couldn't stand them. I'm like, oh, who are these emo teenagers? I didn't like the way that, uh, you know, I, di- I didn't like their hairdo, their their style. I didn't like the music. I thought it was just really, really annoying teenage crap. And I was like, I'm, I'm too old for this junk. This is garbage. And, uh, I, I heard their, their, uh, self-titled album that came out in 2013. I was like, I'm going to give this one a chance. Cause my wife had shown me a song called still into you. And that was their single. And, uh, I was like, wow, this is, this is really good. And that, uh, you know, we had, we had thrown that back and forth as, you know, Hey, you know, I, I still love you and all this stuff. And that's cool. But I, I was like, okay, well I'll give the album a chance. And I got it. And he got, you know, fast in my car, grow up, moving on. Ain't it fun. Last hope. I actually covered last hope, uh, acoustically. Uh, it's in one of the playlists on, on SoundCloud here. And of course, still into you, the album is start to finish. Perfect. I love it. And it's like, wow, I don't know what changed if it's me or if it's, if it's them and their writing, but Again, they grew up and I grew up with them along alongside here. We crossed paths here and it's a great album. And I I, I put that on my top number nine right now. Um on my top ten, this number nine in the, the top ten, because it, it's one that I listen to uh repeatedly and I love it. And like I said, I, I didn't even like this band growing up. Same with Fallout Boy. I couldn't stand Fallout Boy and they put out their their new album and I loved that start to finish too. That's the one with Immortals on it from uh Big Hero Six soundtrack. Um, number 10 on the list is, uh, this one, yeah, I'm digging this one. It's, it's a band called Bad Sons, um, and they, they've been around since 2010, so they're still newer. Uh, they put an, uh, an album in 2014 called Language and Perspective. Um, I heard the song Cardiac Arrest, and uh, I loved it. I'm like, well, this is cool. They're using harmonics and something about the, the bass line. I just, I love the beat of it. And uh, so I picked up the album, again, start to finish great record um so yeah yes there are bands out there that are still good and that can still have an impact on you but i don't know if it's ever going to be the same as it was um back when you know we were impressionable uh fight the system teenagers and stuff but you know the music's still good um you just got to know where to look and there's our there's those are 10 albums right there that are um that are worth looking out looking up and uh and, and if you get the chance you get online and stuff type in an album you know hey i love this album what's related to it and you might find a whole web of uh of stuff that you might be into and and enjoy that's not you know the same five mainstream songs you hear on every radio station um but this is uh this is a good one so uh there's your top 10 um, i'm actually not going to do a picks this week uh we're running kind of long here so i'm just going to say um if you have any suggestions or if you have any if i missed something let me know man you can email me at kissmember34 at gmail.com that's k i s s m e m b r 34 
at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on YouTube at youtube.com slash kissmember34. Uh, SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash this podcast is just okay, which if you're listening to it on SoundCloud, thank you very much. If not, if you're listening to it on iTunes, uh, head over and leave me a review, man. Uh, one, if you, one star if you hate it, five stars if you love it, three stars if you're in the middle. It's okay. I've already told you guys that this is a mediocre podcast. Um, I'm, I'm going to be okay with a three-star rating. So, uh, But I, I, I'd like five. Five would be great because um, I, I get higher up in the ranks on iTunes and you find me in the new noteworthy. It's easier for you guys. It's your benefit, really. Um, so go ahead and do that, man. I'm on KissMember34 on Instagram, OzMusic34 on Twitter, and uh, Facebook, uh, you can go to facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. I do uh, the album artwork every episode. I do post every episode if you miss it on these two pages here. Um, I'm very active on that. And uh, <clears throat> also, there is merchandise out there now. Uh, this podcast is just okay merchandise at cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. Really long address, worth the wait because uh, you go there, there's glasses, um, wallets hats t-shirts buttons stickers magnets all kinds of cool stuff there's currently only two designs um go ahead and check those out uh pick which one your favorite is and um that should all be good so um once again this is episode 41 of this podcast is just okay um i I'm going to go uh, do my thing here. You listen to these recommendations. Give me your recommendations. Have a week, and I will catch you guys next time.
Heaven's my